as we we leave our youth behind and you know make our way into our late 30s and 40s it can't just be i'm looking good girls girls look at me and i'm making money we have to make that transition we have to and i believe i know with myself it's going to be a life of service How's it going, everybody? Tom here from Dad Strong with another episode of our interview show. If it's the first time listening to the show, thanks so much and welcome. If you've been with us for a while, really appreciate that. Thanks so much for sharing this. Thank you so much for the support you've been giving us. Really believe in what we're doing here. And uh, really think we've got something special here. I had some amazing guests on this podcast. You can just look back in the shows that we've done before. People like Bedros Kulia and we've had Bert Soren, Brandon Lilly, and today's guest we've had before, Terence Mitchell, our most listened to episode, and he jumped in at last minute notice after a couple of my podcasts had to reschedule. Really excited about bringing those to you as well, one with JP Denell and one with Rudy Reyes, so look out for those. Those are going to be amazing. Um, but as you know, our mission here is to develop strong bodies, strong minds, and strong characters to be the best fathers, husbands, and men that we can be to um, love our families actively not just through our words and our emotions and also lead effectively so that we leave that legacy but i'm not going to talk too much about that guys if you like the show and you appreciate what we're doing here please just share this with whoever you can and uh, leave us a rating on whatever platform you listen to that really goes a long way and then follow us on instagram and check us out and have some conversations with me i really appreciate that i always uh, try and answer guys that reach out to me and, and chat about fatherhood and being a man and these things no expert myself but uh think that it always helps to talk but on to my guest today it's Terence we have a wide-ranging uh, conversation you just got to give a listen to it it's really powerful stuff that Terence brings to us once again really appreciate his friendship and his um, energy and the effort that he puts into what he does and the commitment and discipline that he brings to everything that he does and I think from the conversation you'll see exactly that and I think you're going to get something amazing out of it I just had it about this conversation about half an hour ago and I really really got a lot out of it myself so enjoy guys here's Terence nice to see you again yeah bro i didn't expect it to be so soon huh <laughs> no well the the universe has given us this opportunity let's seize it <laughs> yeah i know i had jp Denell lined up for today actually i had rudy reyes lined up actually first but then something happened um that he couldn't do it on sunday um so then i got jp sorted out and then he had some things with his kids, some family stuff. And I was obviously like, this is that's that's strong. So obviously go take care of your stuff. So I was like, let me see if Terrence has got like half an hour to 45 minutes to catch up. Yeah. For tomorrow. I suppose and it was perfect because normally on a, on a Tuesday night, I get some of the guys here and we cook a meal and I also trained earlier. So yeah, what an opportunity. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I'm also stoked because like I was saying to you, it's, it's a bit sad because I did my Monday podcast. I was on getting back on the horse because I fell off the horse of the 30 days of discipline, Bruce. So a lot's happened. Actually, a lot's happened since we both talked last time. Besides us both becoming more handsome. <laughs> yes, of course. a lot's happened. <laughs> but, but things have happened in your life and things have happened in mine. But mine was that I, I mean, because of our podcast, obviously you sent me that um, 30 days of discipline and I hit that hard. But as I said to you at the beginning, very interestingly, I knew that I wouldn't be able to get the sleep. And to my detriment, I found out how massively important that getting the sleep was to actually then completing the whole thing. So 
I'm still yes. drinking non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> and, uh, I have done no mind altering substances. So I'm still doing that, but that's about it <laughs> that I've stuck to now. <laughs> 19 days, bro. I was so, I was so stoked. I was like, I couldn't believe what but I was you know, able to do. <laughs> you can, you know, had I have known that you missed number day 20, you can continue, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's a failure and you've got to start from day one. You know, unless, unless you wanted to, to, to treat it as such. No, it was something that I reflected on on the podcast as well on Monday, just how we can be like that. It's like an all or nothing mindset. It's like, oh, if I do it, then I've reached something. Oh, 19 days, you don't look back and go, damn, man, I did 145 pull-ups on one day. I mean, for yes. me, that's something that is, if you said to me it's... a few months ago, do 145 pull-ups today, I would have been like, what the hell? But that was also with Hindu push-ups and all the other things, because obviously it's usually exactly. six exercises um, with variations of pull-ups. And to think that I was doing that. But as I said, it's, um, it's interesting to talk to you because I'd love to talk to you a little bit about the body. And, you know, you're never going to get the 100% balance. But I do realize that doing this podcast and, and experimenting a bit and reading books and trying programs like yours, and I've tried 75 Hard, and I've done different things, seal fit and things. It's really trying to find that it's not, it's not going to be a balance, but it's going to be a recipe for me, you know, that's not yes. going to be for you. You know, I have four children who I've just had dinner with like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I then obviously put them down to sleep. I've got a one and a half year old daughter, so she doesn't go to sleep. Someone still hop us nine. And then I've got a wife as well, which you don't have anymore. We never had a wife. <laughs> I've actually got a girlfriend actually. I call her my wife all the time because it's so random to call the, the mother of your kids, your girlfriend. So, but um, no, it makes course. a massive difference, right? Because you want to get eight hours sleep and you want to wake up at five. But how on earth do I do that? And then I have to look at it and go, yes, I want to do Terrence's thing. And it's cool. And I think there's a lot of guys out there going, oh, I want to do that program, that program. But there's so many moving parts. And I thought talking to you now would actually be very cool because we could kind of reflect and dissect it a bit for guys and, and maybe your perspective on, because you've been training guys for a long time, right? That's all I've ever done. <laughs> not, not the online platform, but it's the only work I've ever done since since eighteen. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah, it's I've I've not in I, I wouldn't even know where to start making a living in any other in any other realm. Okay. The online platform's been almost two years, but yes, I've okay. I've been coaching since I was eighteen. <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. But then you've obviously seen. Uh, many variations of people getting fit, not getting fit, falling off the wagon, struggling with certain things that it's, how individualistic is it really? You know, when an individual, I coach, and this is, you know, what, what 20 years of, of, of doing this work in the moment, they, they feel that their situation, their life situation, their family situation, their work situation is completely unique and they themselves are unique for experiencing that which they are experiencing. I remind them that they are not, you know, <laughs> in the sense that, in, in the sense that, yes, you know, your life might be different from mine, but out there somewhere is another father with children and with a wife and probably with, the mirror image lifestyle that you have in the, the world's a big place. You know, you got to assume that there's nothing that unique you know, out there. And, 
and I encourage them and remind them gently, you know, I'm not there to, to break spirits. And once I do, they, they, it just, you know, the penny drops and they accept the fact that, okay, yes, my story is, is, is not that unique. Therefore, you know, <laughs> I'm not that special for, <laughs> for, for experiencing. And it doesn't mean there's not challenges that we have to, you know, work through. That's perfectly fine. But once you know that your story is not the first time it was written, that's a good thing. No matter what you're going through, you can be going through a breakup, you can lose a business, you can actually lose a person, someone that you love can die. You're not unique. And, and it sounds a bit harsh, but you're not. But I find comfort in the fact. I find comfort in the fact that no emotion I experience or feel, heartache, pain, euphoria, joy, it's not the first time and it's not the last time that another living human is going to experience it. And I, I take comfort in that. Mm -hmm. And I almost ride it out and remind myself that you're just part of this team now. You're part of this team. Deal with it. You know, you're part of a team of many, many men who have found themselves in this situation. Not the greatest situation. I wouldn't choose to be here, but there are lessons. There's fruit to, to pick off this tree. Mm. And, and that, that's how I, uh, I frame it. And it's taken a long time, but I'm, I'm constantly using, you know, it's, and we touched on it the last podcast you and I did. People want to develop these character traits. I want to be self-reliant. I want to be calm. I want to think before I just open my mouth and insult somebody. <laughs> I want to have discipline. Well, when the universe provides you with these opportunities, that's the time. You, know, you can't practice your discipline on a Sunday afternoon when you're relaxing on the couch. <laughs> you know, that's not the time. That's the time to actually practice presence and enjoy the time on the couch. It really is. Hmm. When something doesn't go your way, emotional, financial, physical, you are in, you are in, you know, what I like, you're in the ass, the ass box, you're in the ass box and you have to feel the cold. Mm. You can't fight it. You have to feel it and you have to be in it. And the, because the lessons are there and, mm. and they are there. You know, I've gone through something recently that I wouldn't choose to go through, but there's been lesson after lesson after lesson. And they only come about when that self-pity is, is banished because, you know, self-pity wants, wants you to say, I'm the only person right now that this is happening to and, and you feel sorry for yourself. Fuck, nothing good comes of self-pity, eh? Like, it just doesn't. <laughs> like, you don't understand. You don't know. You're not yeah. me. You don't know my feelings. You don't know what I've been through. <laughs> and, and yes, I don't understand what it's like to be a father. But Jocko Willick does. Yeah. No? <laughs> so, you know, that's when I kind of outsource my methodologies <laughs> and I and I use these 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 larger than life characters to to bolster mm. that which I, I try and teach and, and share with, with my community. Mm. But you know, these things and they're gonna keep on like things that we do not yeah. love 
are, are going to keep on happening. But you do build up you know, that, that callous. You callous your mind and you callous your body and you just deal with it. You deal with it. And you, you trained for 19 days in your case and you fell off the wagon. But you trained for 19 days and you fell off the wagon for one day. You get straight back on the horse the next day. Mm. You know, you really do. And, and sometimes there's no incredible literature to read and there's, there's nothing stoic about it or it's just, you know what? I'm going to get over the fact that I messed up and I'm going to get back on the horse. Mm. That's that's it. I've, yeah. That's what I've learned to do. I've learned to be just fatalistic about it when I do, because I think that that's the mistake we make is that we end up welcoming like negative energy when we get like down on ourselves about it. Um, in my case, I didn't choose to do it because I got a little bit sick, dude. I got like run down because of the lack of sleep and starting. I just started work as well. And I was literally getting up at five religiously every morning and nailing your workouts. And if I didn't finish them in the morning, I was still, before I went to bed, I made sure that I had that workout done. Sometimes I was posting it on Instagram at like half past 10 at night, which obviously meant that I wasn't getting the wow. sleep that I needed. So for me, I got yes. kind of run down. I started getting sick. Um, <clears throat> and obviously people, but now you've got is it Corona? Now. Hey? But now think about the valuable lessons you've learned. Mm, that's what I mean. That's now. gold. You, you, gold things that I could never, ever share with you. Those lessons and 19 days that you've learned, the, 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 the best coach on earth couldn't forewarn you about. Mm. You had to go through the meat grinder. You had to be in the vortex to, to un, uh, uncover these, these lessons. Yeah. And, and you have, and moving forward in, in whatever capacity you choose to, to train and exercise, you now have, you now have greater weapons at your disposal. That's all it is. You know, your skill set is such that you, you realize, you know what? I can't just charge head down yeah. inevitably. You know, I will start to, they will start start to be fallout in one way or another but you can you can you can better prepare you know, and, and, and as I've spoken about in the past it's the process you're gonna only perfect your process you're not gonna perfect yourself mm. you know you're not gonna be a perfect specimen no matter what program you train or follow your pro your processes will become become more refined and thus you will become more successful mm. as a result. And, and so I, I don't think it's a failure whatsoever. I think it's, you've got, you've got lessons that you've, that you, that I couldn't have given you. Mm. I couldn't have given you, you, you know, <laughs> in physical culture. Yeah, I know. I think and, it's, it's nice and, to not have to uh, learn from mistakes all the time, but yeah. <laughs> no. And you know what? I'd, uh, it's so interesting you say that. Jesus, can we really not learn from Mister? Like, I don't think there's another way to learn. I, I, I don't, I don't think there's another way to learn. Granted, I don't think we have to learn from you know catastrophic mistakes. The consequences are so severe. <laughs> But we do learn from we do learn from mistakes. Even the fact the fact of the matter is, 
my programming is better than it was six months ago because I've, I've remedied some errors of my ways, you know, and I'm just that, that much more experienced. I had to make some small mistakes and I've had to um, recalibrate and I've had to make some alterations to, to the manner in which I train myself, which in turn filters through how I train others. And it's been successful, mm. but it's come about by a couple of mistakes, you know, and, and, and doing this for 20 years, it doesn't need to, you know, I love the, the rifle analogy. If you a thousand meters away from a target, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to have that barrel off the target by much because a thousand meters away, that compounds that fraction of a millimeter down the range, you'll miss by 20 meters. So I look for these, these fractional differences in my programming and with how I live my life. And they're there, you know, the, 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 the lessons are there if you want to find them. If you don't want to find them and you, you prefer to be numb, well, you know, that's also up to you. You know, people must do what they do and they need to live their life. But I'm always searching for, for ways in which to optimize everything I do. And in order to do so, you have to forgive your past self. Mm. That's important. I can't chastise myself for missing the lesson that I've learned today, six months ago. That, that's, and, and, and men fall in that trap. When, when things click into place, oh, wow, this is how you actually do it. Have a relationship, build a business, <laughs> build your body. You can't chastise your old self. You actually have to have love and compassion for your old self because it was that person who brought you to the man you are today. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's easy to just chastise ourselves. No, your stupid, foolish, arrogant, idiotic self <laughs> took you to where you are today. Less so, less arrogant, foolish, stupid, immature. So if anything, you gotta, you know, give your old self a half half. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and we, yeah, and we cool. have to be kinder to our former selves. That's yeah. something I'm working huh. on. I wanna be yeah. kinder to myself in general, but I wanna be kinder to my former self. I, it's, it's, my former self is not my enemy. An adversary, and and that's the way I try, I try and look at it. Mm. It's interesting you say that, man, because I was thinking that the other day. It's kind of funny how we almost want to relegate the past to something negative, and then it's kind of like you lost all that positive. You actually look back in our life, and you, I think this can be the problem of self development. Sometimes is that you're looking forward to a goal and you're trying to be something future so much that you almost relegate the past to something negative, almost negative memories. And you start, you start putting it as though that was the old me, that was the bad me. But if yes. you actually think, I mean, even when we weren't there and we, and we <laughs> hadn't arrived yet, we still had a lot of wonderful memories. And I did that, bro. I've been doing that for quite a while. I have been chastising myself exactly like you say. I've been looking at the old me and going, oh, like, why did I waste so much time? Like, what did I do? And instead of going, okay, well, I don't accept that I'm going to carry on that way. But at the same time, not relegating all the wonderful memories and moments I had, like if I, I mean, if I actually am honest with myself and I think that 
this focus on the negative, you know, when the negative is five times as more powerful than the positive, it's like you magnify the negativity over the past. And I think that there's a lot of positive to hold on to us and also fuel us forward to going, Oh, remember that time I did that. Remember the time I did that. And I think, although you don't want to go and live in the past, cause that's also bad. Like going, Oh, the good old days and have your best days in the past. And I said to my wife, yesterday, <laughs> I'm excited because the better days are in the future. And I'm hopeful, even though we I'm 42 and, and we've had kids and we are whatever, I'm pretty stoked about that. But I think it's awesome that you said that because I think that we do do that. Eh? And isn't that horrible to carry that baggage of oh, we do. decades of bad memory, like going, Oh, that wasn't a great time. Or I was a dickhead. Then I was a dickhead. Then sure. Yes. You maybe have done that, but actually at the same time, like don't forget the, the, the great moments of, of those things, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know what you did for good or for ill in the past is not you. It was something that you did. You know, fundamentally, your character doesn't change in life. You, you improve upon aspects that you're not mad about, that you don't think serve you. But fundamentally, your character is, is who you are. So areas in your life that you neglected in the past, say you were irresponsible with finances, and you finally sort that out and you know you look back oh my goodness me if i wasn't such a fool i would really have you know my bills my debts would be sorted and i would have a lot more money that may be true and you have to accept that as a truth but it's you you were that person in that time who chose to do that for whatever reason you know <laughs> in that moment you did what you truly believed was the best thing to do and you can finances you know relationships you know if, if i go back and, and i nitpick everything i've ever said to every girlfriend i've ever dated i would want to die <laughs> you know but in the moment i thought that was best i thought that would, would best serve the situation and I have to accept that that was Terence. That wasn't me because I was tired or because I hadn't trained. Hmm. No, that was me. I take ownership on that. Hopefully I've learned these lessons, but I'm forgiving, I'm forgiving. And I, Jesus, I have lost hundreds of thousands of rands in bad business. I've lost fantastic partners. So there's a lot to feel very, very angry about and, you know, regretful and very angry with my former self. But no, I love my former self because it is me. If not, if not me, who is it? Some, you know, fabrication. No, it was me. And if I have to love and respect myself today on the 25th of August, well, then I have to love the person who caused a little bit of trouble <laughs> five, 10 years ago. And it's something that is overlooked. It's, a, it's an avenue that I don't see that often in the, the self-help, self-advancement community. Because like you said, everyone's obsessed with, I am going to be better, 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 better. But oh my God, I was such a loser. I was this and that. Even if you were, that was you. There's no one else. <laughs> <That was you. laughs> yeah, and that's it's okay. Yeah. 
But this better, better, better thing is um, something that I wrestled with for a while. I mean, obviously, when you get into this and you interview a lot of guys and you see a lot of guys getting after it and stuff, and you always think like, where is that balance between I want to be better, but I'm content with my life? Because I was lying with my kids. or I came home yesterday in the afternoon. I wasn't feeling great, but I just was in the garden here and I kicked the soccer ball around with my youngest son. And then I was in the hammock with my little daughter, which I'll probably post on Instagram later. Um, just so everyone sees how great a dad I am and how happy my kids are. Um, oh, oh, of <laughs> <course>. <laughs> no, but anyway, I'll probably post it just because it's pretty cool. Cause I, cause I, cause it's, it's these little things in life that are so awesome. And I'm just, I'm becoming more content and that's kind of been, it's like, I still want to get better, but it's, I, I, there's a different motivation. There's a different quality in the wanting to be better. Do you know what I mean? There used to be this better to prove to myself something and to, like you say, uh, shoo away that bad guy that I was for so many years or the guy that wasted time or whatever. And it's funny because those are the moments where I can just sit in the hammock with my kids and laugh and just lie there. And, and like you said, that's not the time to now getting after it and go work out. That's the time to, like you say, chill yeah. out, be present and be there. And the more that I can be present. And like when I was, um, actually I can't say that when I was having an experience one day, I, um, just had this thought that came to my mind. It said, you are striving to be who you already are. This was like about a year ago and I was standing in this garden looking at these wonderful hydrangeas. I was like, oh my word, like, isn't that a terrible thing to be striving to what you already are? Like, what's the point? Like you've been like striving to be something and all you have to do is actually be happy with who you are. Now it's a fine line, right? Isn't it a fine line between going, I am happy with who I am, but I still want to improve because I want to be great for my kids and I want to be great for my wife. And maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's the key is where, I want to be a better friend. If, if you and I meet, I want to be someone that I add value to your life. You know, I look at guys like Brandon Lilly and go, how can I add value to that, to that person's life? And if that's my motivation, then, then maybe that's the key is to go, I'm content with who I am and what I have, but I'm not here to look for Terrence approval and to get Brandon Lilly's approval on these guys, but to go, okay, I'm content with who I am. If I never get approval from anybody, so what? But... I'm motivated to be there for my wife, to be a better man for my kids and to obviously pay it forward. I don't know. Maybe you can give some thoughts on that, but that's what I've been thinking that maybe that's the key to getting better without the arrogance and like the, the pride, the negative pride, you know, cause there's a lot of benching yes. about, but oh, don't be humble. And I, and I, whenever someone says, don't be humble, I don't care who they are. If they listen to this, I don't agree with that. I think humility is the key to a happy life. And that doesn't mean being oh. like down on yourself. And like you said, what a douchebag I was and what an idiot I am. And I fucked up here and I fucked up there. Humility is that part where I think it's not putting yourself in the center of yes. the getting. It's rather putting yourself in the center so that you can give. If that makes you any know, sense at all. <laughs> it does. It does. And you know, this is, this is what, what, what I do, you know, I'm, and it's working for me. I hold on to truths. Okay. Now, I remind myself daily that there's a big world out there and there's some, there's some real badasses out there. Mm -hmm. And if I think a bit too much of myself, I'll be reminded very quickly that. Yes, we will. Eh? <laughs> yes. There's, there's, there's some real badasses out there in the world. Okay. So having humility will never not serve you. However, it's nothing wrong to be anchored in truths. Now I have truths in my mm. life that I believe are true and I state my truths. When someone says, how do you do what you do? I say, because I'm disciplined. 
That's a truth now. I believe that is a truth. That is not a fabrication. Okay. It, and it's not arrogance. It, it's, it's the truth, you know? Mm. And I, I hold on to truths, especially in a world where truths are <laughs> you know, inconvenient. You know, I hold on to truths. And when I address a close friend like Brandon, I'll say, Brandon, I'm not a self-made man. I'm not an enlightened soul. I'm a self-broke man. But I want to serve you in, the, in whatever capacity I can because I value our relationship. I don't want to serve you because I think you need to be served by some superior being. <laughs> I want to serve you out of brotherhood and love. Mm. How can I help you today? Is there anything I can do? Let me know. And he, he will say the same thing back to me in, in his own words in a couple of days' time. And that's what I say to my friends who train with me. How can I serve you? How can I be of service to you? How can I be of value to you in this interaction? I don't have all the answers. I never will have all the answers. I'm not better than you. I'm not more enlightened. I am with you in this fight. We are neck and neck. I'm not a, ahead of you in any race, but I want to serve you. And if you feel I can, fantastic. That I believe is holding on to truths. And, 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 it's, and it's been working for me because, you know, I, I'm, I've stepped into this, this, this environment where, you know, you put yourself on a little bit of a, as a target. Or Terence Mitchell, what do you think? What do you think you know all the answers? Who are you? Who are you to, to help other men? What do you think that you are, you know, the epitome, the epitome of masculinity? <laughs> no. I am fighting the good fight like every other man. But at least I know I'm in a fight. You know, God forbid you're in a fight and you don't know you're in a fight. That's never going to end well. Just think about that situation. It's a good thing to know you're in a fight. It's a good mm. thing in, to know you're in a battle or a war because you, you, know, you have your big boy pants on and you are prepared for, for whatever comes your way. Mm. And, and that is a focus on my truths, the truth. You know? I, at once upon a time in my life, I would feel that telling someone that I'm disciplined would be arrogant. And then I got a little bit older and a bit more mature. And I thought, no, that's crazy because that's true. That's like telling someone you, you know, <laughs> you like to play tennis. No, that's just, you're telling them what you do. I'm disciplined because I do disciplined things. Mm. <laughs> it's not arrogant. This is a truth. I focus on my truths. And that's what keeps me sane in, in a world where, People just can't wait to shoot arrows at me, you know? They just can't. Oh, you're some, some leader of some community, you know? And now I, th I thrive because when you admit your vulnerability, that's actually strength, you know? When you say, no, I'm vulnerable, I'm just like you, I know the capacity, that, um, I know how I can be hurt, I, I'm, I'm not infallible. I can write you an essay, how I can be hurt, how I can 
you know, be heartbroken, how I can be afraid. I'm not better than you, for God's sake. I just know my limits mm-hmm. and I'm willing to share them with you. And I know how I can be hurt and I'm willing to share them with you. That's how I would like to, to lead and encourage others. Mm. And, think, and, yeah. and I don't think that's done enough. I don't think, I don't think leaders in, any, in, in, in most environments are willing to say, Everything that you battle with, I might not battle with the same thing, but there's something that I battle with. I've got my demons, don't you worry, you know? I've got my demons, and in the dark hours, they come to me, and they they criticize me, and they make me feel less of a man. They're there, Mm. but I've just got methods. I've Mm. got sound methods, and I've got sound weapons that I use against them. I think it was when I was interviewing Bedros Kulen when I said it's interesting because it's, it's not that there's a different voice in all of our heads. I mean, yes, it might be slightly different and, and kick us in different areas, but we all have that voice in our heads. And we always ha- all had that voice in our heads. You know, some are more further along, like with the methods and dealing with it. But I think what a lot of guys get mistaken into is that I'm not like that. I don't have that ability or they don't have the problems I have or they don't have the doubt that I have or they don't have yes. the bad, the negative feelings don't come to them or they're not... They don't have those They've got more about themselves. They've got more. They've probably got more. These successful superstars, they've probably got more. Yeah. That's, that is the, that's the irony. Yeah. <laughs> but, they've, but they've somehow used that almost having more or worse. It kind of like developed, like you said, it developed method. It's developed skills of actually using those either to drive them forward, you know, um, of to, course. To push them to greater heights or to remind them um, that it is about the discipline and it's not about the feelings and it's not about the thoughts because I think that's the thing that we get into. We get a lot into our feelings and our thoughts. And I think that's what makes the difference between like getting kicked down and getting up again is to know, okay, the feeling is temporary. The thought is temporary. But like my commitment and my choice to being on this path and to improving and to the commitments I made. And that's why being disciplined and commitment, it's almost funny because you said these things are, you know, could have been seen as proud, but it's kind of like the things you're talking about. Anybody can do. It's like being disciplined is actually something anybody can do. Being committed is anything anybody can do. Working hard is anything that anybody can do. It's that thing like talent. And and then that's the funny thing is that it's the things that are talent that you actually can't, uh, effect really that are just naturally born stuff that people like to brag about you know which is interesting because you're not taking responsibility for those things you actually just have them so bragging about being brilliant at football unless you really trained hard or just having certain talents or musical but then when it actually comes to the actual things like you say those are all things that we can do and i think we should be proud of those things and i think being a i would love to describe myself in that way you know, even you can see me looking left, like almost a little doubt and saying, I can't say yet I am a committed person, 100%. I have been very much to certain endeavors. I have been disciplined in certain things that I've done. But I think that that's interesting that those are things that are not unique to Terrence Mitchell, that only Terrence Mitchell can do and Tom Kingwell can do. It's, it's universal, right? I mean, and those are the keys, right? Those are the keys, not the talent, actually. It's like talent, exactly. hard work beats talent. If talent doesn't work hard is one of the sayings I always tell my students because you see that over and over again, much more talented people. Even Ed Milet says it. So many more talented people, so many more intelligent people, but 
he will outwork freaking anybody. And no wonder that he's sitting on his freaking, his, his, his own beach that he owns, smoking a cigar oh. and like celebrating, you know? <laughs> Definitely. You know, uh, one of my clients in person here in South Africa, he met with me two weeks ago. And I don't want to obviously give too much detail. He, he, he's at a crossroads in his life where he's looking back and he feels he should have achieved more. And he's, he, he was asking me, is it normal? Should I be asking myself, even upset, angry with myself, that I haven't reached the heights I set out to achieve? And I said, okay, well, I can promise you right now, having not met Michael Jordan, I can promise you right now that he would have wanted to win more titles with the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Definitely. I think, he, I think he won six. He mm. probably would have wanted seven or eight. Definitely. There's, in, when we look back, there's always more that we could have achieved. Kelly Slater, could, I'm sure he would have wanted to win 12 or 13 world titles. And, and these, these super he elites. He does. The talk. best of the best. <laughs> Definitely. And, and these crazy cats... These characters like Michael Jordan, Kelly Slater, who are so competitive and so obsessed with their craft, they, they are, I believe, haunted by what else they could have achieved. It's in their nature as, as mm. you know, supreme alpha males in their realms. So if you are a normal dad, a normal average Joe, and there's nothing wrong with being an average Joe for God's sake. I'm an average Joe. I'm not Kelly Slater or Michael Jordan. It's only natural when we look back on our life, you know, in the comfort of hindsight and think, oh, I could have done this and I could have done that. And by the time that I'm 42, I should have arrived at some, some utopia. That's bullshit. That's, that doesn't serve you. Running that game through your head does not serve you mm. because I don't believe there's a man on earth who can sits down and thinks, you know what? I've actually just nailed it across the board in every single endeavor. <laughs> it doesn't. And I, I, I believe that the truly successful and the, the elites are plagued much more than you and I are and the mm. men like us. Mm. Definitely. Because they, unlike you and I, have had the taste of true greatness. Even if they've had it a couple of times, five, six, seven, eight times, I believe that is so addictive. And you are on such a high that you chase that for the rest of your life. Mm. And that must be quite difficult when you're out your prime. Mm. Because you can't be Michael Jordan forever. You no. know, you can't be, even, even Michael Jordan can't be Michael Jordan forever. You know, he gets older, he gets slower, he's not as strong. <laughs> so he has to face the existential crisis that all men face. So if I look back on my life and I think, oh, you know, I would have loved to do this and I should have achieved that. Well, what is that discussion in my head going to achieve? Mm -hmm. I'm one... I'm just another man who feels he 
he didn't reach his potential. Join the queue. <laughs> yeah, but you mentioned average Joe, and it's quite interesting because everybody's an average Joe in some area, right? And I think we look at these yeah, guys who are, and this is the danger, we look at these guys who are at like the pinnacle or got to the pinnacle of their, their career, which, as you said, they probably don't see it as the pinnacle. They think it's still, there's still another summit that they could have got to. As you say, they would probably climb Everest and still look for a bigger mountain, even though another, another one doesn't exist. But they've probably been average Joes. And if you actually look throughout history, I mentioned it before, is, you know, if you look at Winston Churchill, Theodore Roosevelt, Nelson Mandela, John F. Kennedy, like giants of the world, right? Martin Luther King. Um, but they, they let things go in their families, bro. They definitely did. A lot of, of them weren't they. great fathers. A lot of them had kids that had serious problems because the dads were wrapped up in something else. And I think that that's, that's the problem with us today is we do see certain things as men. And maybe this is... There's no such thing as toxic masculinity. I don't agree with it, but maybe this is a mistake that men make is that we put labels on certain things that mean that we are the dude. It's like, okay, yes. if you ripped a new six pack and you've got big muscles and stuff, okay, you are. And then it makes guys like me who are more ectomorph kind of triathlon kind of guys either feel insecure or go, ah, but those guys can't run, swim, and bike as fast as I can, which is true, by the way. Um, of course. <laughs> but but it is. Push it in that way, you know, and we'll we'll look at all these guys and we'll we'll see certain aspects as not average Joe, and then we'll we won't we won't give cre like credence to the other things that are really amazing. And I think that the thing is like everybody is average in some area, but it's about that, like you said, the character. And I mean, I know that what you mean by character doesn't change, but I think we can improve in certain character traits of ours by our will. Oh, yes. Doesn't mean that yes. it changes because we'll always have that natural tendency towards something. So I understand what you mean because even though I'm improving in my application of my mind and saying, okay, I am an angry person. That's become my nature at 42. I can handle that and stop myself now and go, what is the right choice? That doesn't change the character, right? That just means that I'm exactly. developing that character, that all round you're, character. You're operating different words, right? Better. Yeah. Yes. But the thing is so many people I think is, is the, make the problem and I, I've done it as well it's like I look at it and go if I don't have a podcast and help other dads and do this and whatever then I have not been meaningful I have not been on a mission and I'm like if my podcast isn't reaching this many guys and I'm like how do you get caught into that type total load of crap instead of going like I've said before like I'm sitting here with you dude because I run this podcast because I spoke to Brandon because I spoke to Bert because I spoke to you I'm going to speak to Rudy because I spoke to that one I'm going to speak to this one and connecting with guys that just make me realize like you guys do keep me humble for sure, bro, because I see you people and I go, wow, Tom, there's work to be done. And I think it reminds me of that. Not that I know, I've spoken to all you guys. I know that all, everybody has their issues, like you say, and that's always been comforting to speak to guys that I super respect, like Bert and Brandon, like I really do. Uh, probably ab above most people that I follow, I think, those two guys. But they've also had their things, you know, they got their stuff. Of but, course. But, I, but we know. tend to put the value on these things instead of going, like I've started to realize, man, and when you have kids, which I hope you do, soon because i think you've worked on yourself to a way that you will be a good dad because you've got i'd the, love to being I'd a dad to, takes freaking probably. discipline bro it's 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 I'm like sure. it's so related to to that it's like since doing your discipline and i'm i was in freaking pain dude like literally like physical pain from this stuff my arms were like it's a flipping hard program that it is dude and um yeah it is and um and then and then it started to remind me like well why can't i just put up with my kid being a little bit annoying or why can't i do this a little bit like um when my my daughter's like crying in my ear or my son is doing things or messed on the floor and i started to realize well these are small things and and that's for me in this podcast and doing the dad being the dad is like i just man whether you whether it's your relationships or your friends or your kids it's like that is where you don't want to be an average joe I don't, being an average Joe in anything else in life will be 
is fine. But we don't see that, right? Because being the sports star and the politician and the leader and uh, the adventurer and the mountain climber is like, wow, great. Or the Instagram freaking influencer or the businessman is like, wow, awesome. How often do we see being the, great, the husband that like puts his wife first no matter what or puts his kids first and lives for them and comes home and puts them above the money and above the business and above like making, um, making his name known in the world? And that's yes. why, you know, an average Joe can be an exceptional person because I think there are less amazing fathers and amazing husbands than there are successful businessmen and people that have made it in the world. I agree with you. How many do you I know? Agree with you. Where you go, wow, bro, this oak really serves his friends and family before everything else. I, I know very few people like that. And, and I just, and it's actually becoming maybe a bit of maturity. You know, I'm, I am getting older. Still looking and with good. that, thank you, thank you, kind <laughs> sir. I'm becoming attached to the the idea or the notion of 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 service. I, I really, really am. And a good friend of mine the other day, he he tells me that when he feels good and when he's been feels that things have gone his way with business and he has extra money from sales. He feels the need to pay it forward to the, the truly downtrodden, which is good for him. Mm. You know, he, he, he will go and give money to, to people to buy food for, you know, the destitute of, of South Africa of which there are many. Mm. Now, I'm a bit different from him in the sense that I don't have that heart and for, for that avenue, and I don't feel bad about it. I want to service the men in my community. That's my way of, of paying it forward. And we need to identify our way of service that resonates most with us because it's going to be different. And that's a good thing. Mm. It's a good thing. There's, there's no service is service is service. We can't all feed the poor. We can't all serve the brothers in our community. We have different skill sets and abilities to serve. And that's the beauty. I love serving the men in my community. How I do it here in, in Belito, where I live, I train, I train the guys and I, and I don't ask them for gym fees. That's my way mm. of, of serving. I don't encourage other people to, to do what I do. It's my method. And I'm encouraging others who I interact with to find your channel of service. Find the one that resonates with you and, and, and brings your best work into being. And, you know, some, some men spend time with, in old age homes. Some spend time with terminally ill children. Goodness me, that must take a type of strength that I can't even comprehend. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And anyway, once again, yeah. I, I digress. <laughs> So we, we have these channels of service 
And we need to identify that. Mm. We need to identify that because, you know, as we, we leave our youth behind and, you know, make our way into our late 30s and 40s, it can't just be, I'm looking good, girls, girls look at me and I'm making money. We have to make that transition. We have to. And I believe, I know with myself, it's going to be a life of service in, mm. in, 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 in the way in which I can fulfill that obligation. Mm. And we've been led to believe that service is you know, tied to maybe a religious, religious endeavors. Nothing wrong with it if it is. Mm. But there's many ways to serve, serve our fellow brothers and sisters. You know, there are many ways. Mm. And and this is this is the the something that I'm becoming somewhat. I don't like the word passion. It's for women's novels. It's the word. Uh, it's, it's I'm becoming obsessed about it because when I'm obsessed with things, I yeah. take action. Yeah. I start serving. Yeah. I start looking a man in the eyes and say, "Brother, how can I serve you today?" And it's strange when you do that to someone that. They've probably never heard such a crazy statement. <laughs> but when they, when they appreciate the fact that it's coming from a, a heart of truth, they might say, you know what? Could you help me with this? Could you help me with that? And, you know, it starts with the physical, Tom. But mm -hmm. we have to leave the physical and we have to transcend. We don't, we don't, we don't stop sharpening the sword, but the physical is the, the foundation. We transcend, we climb the upward spiral. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, there's much, much deeper work that, that we, we need to do. We can't just build a body with a six pack and think we've arrived. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. That's just a meat vehicle, which <laughs> makes moving through life somewhat more efficient granted but that the, the the deep work starts thereafter how can i serve my wife my children my brothers you know and other day i've not shared this publicly and this is a good time to share it i wrote in my journal the other day yeah be the man she needs you to be before you've even met her yeah that's a bit of a bombshell hey be the man that she, in inverted commas, needs you to be before you've met she. Okay, so how would I act if I had a girlfriend? Like, how would I act? Am I responsible? Am I thoughtful? Am I compassionate? Am I not so damn selfish? That's not a, something I've seen online. We want to have the thing and then magically transform mm. into a superhero. Well, the odds, are not, the odds are not good of that. You know, now's the time to be that man. Mm. And maybe if I am that man, the universe will bring her to me, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and you can take it out of the, 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 the relationship context. I don't have a wife yet, so I don't have a child. But why can't I practice the attributes I endeavor to have as a father. I don't need a child to practice those attributes. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they are. 
I can practice them before the child is brought into being. Mm. And it's, this is what I've been thinking about since we last spoke. <laughs> well, you love dropping bombshells on the podcast, as you and I both know. They have no. wide-reaching effects. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, because, you know, it's a, a little stone you throw in a pond. There's mm. these like reverberations mm -hmm. and, and, and different things at different men at different times. Yeah. And... And, and that's the beauty of, this is the beauty of social media and technology. This, this right here is the beauty. We can, we can do this and we can share and we can encourage and uplift. Otherwise, we'd, we'd be writing letters for goodness sake. You know? <laughs> Sending like and, a, chain, a chain letter around to everyone. No, it would be. So, <laughs> there's, there's, there's work to be done. Yeah. And, and, and we must immerse ourselves in the work. Yeah. But, but, but find joy in the work. Find joy yes. in the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting that you say that because I was just about to follow that up with something else. But firstly, I wanted to say exactly what you said is that it's not, one, it's not a regret I have, but I think that definitely preparing yourself, people take on kids so lightheartedly, you know, and let's have a kid, man. It's going to fix our, it's going to fix things up. It's going to bring me fulfillment. Because, because if you think about the motivations of why people have kids, it's very interesting because it must be different. And I think a lot of people probably lie to themselves about why they had kids in the first place, you know? Um, uh, and, and, and then when you have kids, the motivation changes and, and you are a father and, and then it's, then it's, you know, then you're in it knee deep and then neck deep. And if you're not able to swim very well, then all of a sudden you're drowning as a father because you've got no way to deal with a 15 year old girl, uh, daughter who's now a teenager. And you know, all the things that we can get up with yeah. up to uh, when we were younger and what girls were getting. Of course. Up to. And, and you really need to be prepared. And I think Adam from mind pump was saying it as well was like, he really waited a long time till he had kids because he wanted to be ready. And I so think it is very important because once you have that kid, your whole relationship with your wife changes. Once you have that kid, there's so much more pressure on that relationship. I mean, isn't it the most insane thing that people think that a baby's going to fix their relationship? I'll tell you one thing. If you want to see if your relationship is built to last, have a baby and I'll show you very quickly if you would, if that was meant to make a last. Because I think a lot of relationships end after having kids these days because people don't have the commitment anymore. It's like, well, ah, you know, marriage is nothing. It's just a whatever. And then when the kids come along and you start arguing, now you can, like I did, I got divorced and you can have custody and whatever and i think it's so important that like you're right like before you get there prepare yourself for it and that's what you start doing i mean joe Dispenza talks a bit about being grateful for the future it's like put yourself in the future and start being that guy that is going to be able to do that now and that thing will come you know what i mean that yeah. that starts coming that change will come to you because if you keep being the person that you are now it's not going to change. You need to do that work and almost transport your mind into the future, like you say, and be that father. You need to start being that dad to your kids that have not been born. I mean, because even if Definitely. you don't find them or you don't find that woman, you're going to make such a massive difference to guys and well, everybody around you. And that's, that's the thing we forget. Like, like me not what's finishing the, the 30 days. Like, yeah, me not finishing no the negative. negative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't get the goal of having kids or a wife. You're still going to have positive. I don't finish the 30 days, but 19 days back to that at the beginning of the thing, you still have set a higher watermark. You've set, I've set the bar higher than I ever, than I ever imagined already. So I can either go, oh, look, this is a terrible, or like I never had kids or wife, but I think that just becoming those guys in this world at the moment that we talked about last time on the podcast and that everybody's moaning and whining about the world, 
Like do something about it, man. I'm so sick and tired of people like complaining and moaning and all they do is run around complaining about everything. It's like serve people. I want to see you serving those people that you claim to care about. I want to see you getting yes. down and you want to see your money coming out of your pocket to help people. And I want to see you doing those things. And I think that that's what I started to realize that serving myself and being self-serving has been the biggest cancer of my freaking whole life. And then swapping that around and turning that around and going, no, use that self-service to serve others. That's the only point that like Brandon was writing on a post. I think you reposted where it's like, stop working out to get aesthetics and shit, get your yes. body like that. So you can serve yourself, serve others and that you're healthy for your kids and this kind of stuff. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm elaborating a bit on that, but that was kind of the gist of it. And there was this awesome thing that I shared with you, this, um, I don't know if you checked it out, which was the Northman Guild's code. Um, if you haven't no. checked that video, check it yet. It starts out like this and it goes like, you know, people always say, do what you love and you'll have a happy life. But what he says, he says, do what you love and love what you do. And you know what I took from that, which I thought was so amazing. It was like, no, it's not me doing what I love is going surfing, doing what I love is mountain bike, doing what I love is talking to you, doing what I love is making love to my wife, doing what I love is being with my kids. Of course, but loving what I do is adding love to everything that I do. So if I'm going to school and I'm having a hard morning, as I walk in the building, I change my mind to going, I'm going to love this. Do I love the fact that I'm getting up early in the morning? Sometimes no. Do I love the fact that I'm getting an ice bath like you do every morning? <laughs> you do love it now because you said, I love what I do. And that started to teach yeah. me to go, fuck anything that happens to me. If I have that mindset, not just do what I love, and so that just hit me so hard. And I'm like, wow, okay, if I go into everything, like when my daughter's crying, I'm going to freaking love the hell out of this as much as I can. And then it changes the whole game. Then it changes like a guy that's working in a post office, if it's not his greatest job or, or, or a dirt truck or doing manual labor or whatever. And you go, love what you do. Just choose to love it because you're alive and you are breathing and you can serve people. It doesn't matter what you do in your job, which I think we become too attached to what someone does. It's what you do in that job, not what job do you do. Sorry, I because, went on a bit uh, of a rant there, but yeah. That's <laughs> true because what you do, that's not me. So like if I just think of what, what do I actually do to, to earn a living? I'm a, a type of coach. <laughs> that's a label. That's a label. That's not Terrence. You know, mm. I'm, I'm not a brother. I'm not a son. You know, you, you strip this away and you realize that you really, you've built yourself up as, as a collection of labels. Mm. And you think to yourself, goodness me, like, who am I if I take away labels? And then you've got to really dig deep. Mm. And the things that you want to have there when everything's been taken away, you, you would hope that I'm a giver, I'm a lover, I'm yeah. a listener. I'm a carer. Oh, wow. I'm a striver. You know, that's what you would, that's what you would like. You wouldn't want, uh, I'm, I'm bitter. I'm resentful. I'm complaining. Angry. Yes. I'm complaining because we yeah. think we are labels, yeah. athletes. No, because you know what, what can be stripped from you in a blink of an eye. That's not you. The internet can blow up tomorrow. I'm out of a job. I can be in a car accident. Now I'm not an athlete or a physical culturist. I can lose my mom. So now I'm not a son. I can lose my brother. So now I'm not a brother. I can lose all my friends. They can move away. And now I'm not a friend. Jesus, who am I? 
I'm a server, I'm hmm. a giver, I'm a listener. It's just a, and it's, it's powerful yeah. because there's, you don't fear loss. You don't fear things being taken from you. You can love a girl and she can be gone and it's sad and I encourage people to feel sadness. It's good. Feel the emotion. Don't fight it. But who you are, that should stand. That should mm. stand. And money comes and goes, you know, fitness. I'm not going to be able to do what I do in a gym forever. Mm. Yeah. That's going to go, you mm. know. Well, yeah, I mean, anything can go, but uh, speaking about that, I've got to go and serve one of my labels right now <laughs> because at the moment I have four kids and I can hear them running no. around it's eight o'clock at night. I've got to put them to bed. But Terrence, um, I think it's an all, I want to end, end on that anyway because that's so freaking amazing um, to look at life like that and to think that that's the things that matter. You know, those are the things that you can't take away. Those are the things. It's similar to obviously uh, love what you do, you know, just love it because yeah, you don't know what you can do next day. You know, like you, like, as you said, you don't know if you are going to have that job, if you're going to have that partner, if you're going to have that family member. So doing what you love is one thing, but loving what you do and then obviously getting rid of those labels and focusing more on the things that aren't labeled like that, that are actually just actions. I think that that's awesome way to end. So thanks for jumping in. So yeah, my um, pleasure. <laughs> spontaneously and just, saving me from not being a podcaster tomorrow. So I can still no, sit a podcaster tomorrow. <laughs> I hope this, this, this finds the ears that it needs to find at this time. Well, your podcast is by far actually the most <laughs> listened to podcast that I've ever done, which is totally crazy. Um, and it's strange because grateful. since then, dude, it's like, since I had that one with you, I mean, obviously there's been people, it's, it's all like a piece of a puzzle, right? It all that goes together of this one to me. That's, that's exactly what it is. Everybody's that's given a puzzle. boost, but since then the podcast has like tripled in, in, uh, in downloads and stuff. So I'm really stoked to have the help that you've given me and for the programs and keeping in touch and having time for me. I really appreciate that. And I encourage anybody to, who is listening to this to get hold of Ter Terrence, check out his programs. Cause if you really want to develop, discipline if you want to suffer <laughs> if you want to learn to suffer but in in the best way because i really you know if i hadn't got a little bit sick I, I really was i was stoked to be finished that and and do it and to see the results because the results were amazing and just that that sense of accomplishment to be able to get up like that do those things say no to things that are normally pleasures of mine it might seem crazy to some people but i really think that us as dad it helps us to serve others because it puts us in that place where we can take pain and we can suffer and i think Let's, let's be honest, serving others fully is not always the most comfortable thing. And I think we have to put not ourselves in uncomfortable positions. Otherwise, it was the same thing I said about the podcast to um, Ian Strimbeck. You know, do you know Ian? He listened to our podcast. Yes, we, we've engaged uh, online. I haven't met him in person. Yeah, but yeah. I know exactly. yeah. But he was the last podcast. And I said to him, it's funny because when this was all exciting and doing the podcast and I was loving it, and I was checking this stuff. It, was, it wasn't really serving other people, even though it was it wasn't me serving other people because it was all a jaw and a blast and whatever. And now that I'm back at work and I've got these kids and life is full and it's, it's, it's a mission and it's hard. And like, look, I've, I've just had two guys that reschedule with me and now I've got to like, I had to get hold of you and I've got to do the podcast soon because it's out tomorrow. That's when, now that it's, it's a struggle, now that it, when it's hard to get it done, now when I have to really be disciplined on a Monday yes. to do that podcast, now it's actually finally serving others and not a little vehicle for my ego or for myself. Yeah. So, exactly <laughs> where can but guys get hold of you bro if you want to just end with that again they uh my website mitchellstrength.me 
or the gram, Mitchell Strength. That's that's my primary means of of, of communication mm. and and sharing my content. The gram, Mitchell Strength. Cool, dude. Thanks a lot, man. My pleasure, Tom. Speak soon. Ciao. So that brings it into my conversation with Terence. Hope you guys got a lot out of it. I know there was more than golden nuggets, more clumps of gold there that Terence shared with us. Definitely challenged me to change my mindsets, change my behavior, change my attitudes, and really to focus on the things that matter in life and the things that are going to be long-lasting and not just here in the temporary moment. So guys, do your best to love your families actively, lead effectively, and leave a legacy for your kids, guys, as you develop those strong bodies, those strong minds, and that strong character. So until next time, guys, stay dead strong. <laughs>